From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Hey, welcome to Easter and the WIA national news service. I'm Graham, VK4, BB. Radio system takes pole position. With the first races of the 2013 V8 Supercar Championship now underway, Nissan Motorsport have announced a partnership with ICOM Australia, which will provide Nissan Motorsport with a total communication solution for the next two years of the V8 Supercar Championship seasons. Todd Kelly, driver and director of Nissan Motorsport, said the importance of timing and flowing communication between driver and engineer is crucial for race strategy and with ICOM at the forefront of cutting-edge radio technology, we'll look at constantly innovating and developing new initiatives. VK5 Australian medium-wave AM broadcaster heard in Scandinavia. ABC Adelaide reports their medium-wave 1161 kHz AM transmitter has been heard in Finland. Kimo Varela received the Australian AM broadcaster using a Perseus-type communications receiver and array of 3,000-foot-long antennas, which one was pointing towards Australia. Thailand plans for digital radio. Thailand's National Broadcasting and Telecommunications Commission has indicated it will more than likely use Australia's digital radio system as a model to migrate from analogue. The chairman of NBTC's Broadcasting Committee said the regulator is studying the digital radio transition in Australia, which, according to the article, is the country that is viewed as the most successful in implementing digital radio. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May? The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. Amateur radio successes are celebrated with awards, certificates and commendations, offering you the opportunity to come face-to-face with those individuals who have distinguished themselves and marking their achievement with a celebratory drink. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. And as we whip around, it's to VK3 first. A feature at the homebrew group that meets monthly at Ashburton was a presentation by Ian Downey, VK3LA, who demonstrated a communications test set used as a spectrum analyzer following his talk in March. Now, following that talk, he returns this Saturday for a test day with the set available together with an RF signal generator, power meter, frequency counter, dummy load, all for the calibration or alignment of almost any project. Now, the next meeting at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton, will be held Saturday. That's April the 6th at 2 p.m. VK3WI will be on the Mount Macedon VK3 RMM 2 metre repeater at 2.30pm to receive check-ins and comments for the meeting. Class enrolments for entry point licences. Another Foundation Licence Weekend is being held in April by Amateur Radio Victoria at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. As I said, it will be held in April the 20th and the 21st. Now, for full details, contact without delay education team leader Barry Robinson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. I'll give you the telephone number for Barry, 0428 516 001. The Moorabbin District Amateur Radio Club are pleased to announce the 2013 Hamfest will be May 11 with doors opening at 10am to be held at Southern Community Centre, Rupert Drive, Mulgrave. The Moorabbin Radio Club's annual Hamfest is Victoria's biggest with displays and sales of new and pre-loved equipment. 
Major door prizes, free tea and coffee, light refreshments, a sausage sizzle also on offer. Trader table bookings and general inquiries can be made by emailing Graham Lewis, Victor Kilo 3 Golf Lima, or by telephoning him. Now, from the Morabinan District Amateur Radio Club, let's pick up and see what happened last weekend. The EMDRC would like to thank everybody who came to last Sunday's big friendly ham fest, the EMDRC White Elephant Sale. It was a great day, the weather was perfect, and there was a healthy attendance. In fact, we had the same number of people attending this year as we did last year. Once again, thanks to everybody who came along, whether you bought sold or just enjoyed the big friendly social atmosphere. Oh, and don't forget, the next EMDRC White Elephant Sale, it's only 358 days away, so put it in your diary today. And in other EMDRC club news, the club will be running its April Foundation course on Saturday the 20th of April, with the assessments being conducted on Sunday the 21st. So if you know of somebody who'd like to get into the hobby, then let them know about our upcoming foundation course. Again, it's on Saturday the 20th of April and the course will be held at the EMDRC Club Rooms, McCubbin Street, Burwood. Course trainers will be Damien VK3KQ and myself, Robert VK3DN. For all inquiries about the course, send an email to learning at emdrc.com.au or contact myself, Robert VK3DN, on 0403 066 Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. On behalf of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia, I wish everyone a very happy Easter. Although tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, It's also a national public holiday. The RAOTC committee has therefore decided to postpone the April Bulletin for one week and it will now be broadcast on Monday, April the 8th. So just repeating, there will be no RAOTC Bulletin tomorrow but it will be broadcast on Monday, April the 8th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2 WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. Worldwide International Museums Weekends, June 15 and 16 and 22-23. Holy Land Contest 2013, April 19 and 20. Now further on the Just Held John Moyle Contest. Thanks Felix. Yes, for Dennis Johnson, contest coordinator for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day, I'm Rick, VK7FRIK. The WIA and Dennis would like to thank those stations who have already gone to the effort of preparing and submitting a valid log for this year's contest. Logs are still being received, but only around 50% of the logs are from portable stations, with the remainder from home stations. Contest log for your station is important for you, as based upon this log is calculated the relative score and placing in each category. However, the other purpose for your log is to permit verification of contacts of other stations and hence their scores and placing. So having gone to the considerable effort involved to actually take part in the contest, 
enjoyment and fun aspect put to one side, it would be such a shame not to complete the task and not submit a valid log as an entry. So, go ahead, gather up the required information that you need, collate that log and submit it as soon as possible. You can check if your log has been entered into the system by checking if your call sign is in the list of the John Moyle page on the contest tab of www.wia.org.au. Contest results will be published there as soon as they have been completed. They will be summarised in the WIA News the following week and the full details will be published in the AR the following month. For VK1 WIA News, I'm Rick, VK7FRIK. Jim Linton for the Lighthouse Lightship Weekend now joins us with a look-see at some lights in my part of the world and the new trend emerging. Lighthouses having their first activation while the organisers of the friendly annual event like to see amateur stations returning year after year to the same location, it's pleasing that some new lighthouses or those not registered for some time being included. In the Port Douglas area of Queensland, Australia, two lighthouses dating back to the 1870s are to be heard for the first time. These include the Low Island Lighthouse, about 13 kilometres from Port Douglas, with Ben Friedrich, now VK4TDX, travelling by small boat, while the Tableland Radio and Electronics Club, VK4XQA, will be at Ireland Port Lighthouse. The International Lighthouse of Nature Weekend is on August the 17th and 18th. Visit the website illw.net to read the guidelines or make an online registration. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Thanks, Jim. Now, special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. North Queensland Net now has ECOMs. The Net, which happens Sunday evenings on 3605.4 kHz from 0930 hours UTC, which includes a live cross from 1000 hours UTC onto 2 metres in Townsville, now is augmented by ECOMs. The ECOMs enhancements include... Skype, connect with VK4DA on Bob Pittman 4. Echolink, connect with VK4DA. Facebook, Tarkadians can comment on the Tark Townsville Amateur Radio Club page. Overall, it's intended to be another medium for contact and information during the North Queensland net, and also to provide those away with the ability to catch the net and hopefully encourage those in the wider area to provide some signal reports on stations heard. Last week we told you of PA00KING, the special call on the 30th of April 2013 for the coronation of the new Dutch king, Willem Alexander. Well, also in celebration of the Netherlands' Queen Beatrix handing over the throne to her eldest son, Dutch ham radio operator, Jaap van Doon, PA7DA, will take to the airwaves using the special call sign PB33Q between April 20 and May the 1st. QSL PB33Q only via the Bureau. GB2RAF, the RAF Head Radar Museum Permanent Special Events Station, will be on the air celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Royal Air Force Amateur Radio Society on the 1st of April from 0900 hours to 1700 hours GMT. 
Operations will be on 80 or 40 metres using SSB or CW. GB0BD will be operating from Boindy Aerodrome on the 30th of March to the 1st of April, celebrating 75 years of the Royal Air Force Amateur Radio Society. The Derby and District Amateur Radio Society will be operating G2DJ at Duffield Junction Railway Station during the gala at the Ecclesbourne Valley Railway over the four-day Easter weekend, 29th March to the 1st of April. Operation will be on the HF bands and on two metres. Riviera Amateur Radio Club is operating the special event call sign GB4ZOO on Saturday the 30th of March at Paynton Zoo Environmental Park to mark the 90th anniversary of the zoo's opening on Easter weekend in 1923. The station will be operating on 40 metres SSB and 2 metres FM. QSL via the Bureau, direct or e-QSL. Happy Easter everybody. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. 104-year-old radio ham celebrates birthday. Radio amateur Louise Evans, Kilo Echo 7, Lima, Sierra Foxtrot celebrated her 104th birthday, March 22nd. A report on KMTV says she enjoys using the latest tech gadgets like her iPhone and Kindle Fire, in addition to amateur radio. Several national societies and clubs related to them will have special event stations on the air for World Amateur Radio Day, April 18. Mexico FMRE with the help of Grupo DXXE, will activate a unique prefix for the first time, 4-Alpha-8 Delta Mike Romeo. This station will be active from April 18 to 21 on all bands from 6 metres to 160, in all modes including EME and amateur radio satellites from different grid locators throughout Mexico. Puerto Rico. To echo the theme for this year, the ARRL's Puerto Rico Field Day Group will be active April 18 from the Emergency Management Agency of the City of Cotano, Puerto Rico. The SARL will celebrate Amateur Radio's century of involvement in disaster communication on World Amateur Radio on April 18, 2013 at the National Amateur Radio Centre. The call is Zulu Sierra 9 Delta Charlie Charlie Disaster Communication Century and will be operational from the NARC on the 18th. Special guests and the media have been invited to a briefing starting at 12 o'clock with presentations about amateur radio's involvement in disaster communication and how amateur radio is supporting sporting and other community events with communication. On April 18, make contact with ZS9DCC to receive a special commemorative QSL card. Amateur Radio Association celebrates 50th anniversary. The Algerian Amateur Radio Association, ARA, celebrated last Saturday in Algiers its 50th anniversary in the presence of many historical personalities, including pioneers of the association, to whom honorary trophies and medals were awarded. President of the association, Afif Benlaga 7X2RO, recalled during a press conference held to mark this anniversary, the various stages to the association witnessed since its creation on March 23, 1963. Present at the event, President of the International Amateur Radio Union Region 1, Hans Blondil Timmerman, 
Papa Bravo to Tango highlighted the Algerian expertise. GPS jammers growing problem on UK roads. Word that jamming of the global positioning system by drivers on United Kingdom roads is becoming a growing threat to public safety came from Amateur Radio Newsline's Jim Damron, November 8 Tango, Mike Whiskey. He says that the United Kingdom's Guardian newspaper reports thousands of people in that nation may be using GPS jamming devices on UK roads. This to be invisible to any form of surveillance while driving. According to the article, there are a lot of concerns that use of these devices could lead to dangers to public safety. This includes overtired drivers or others staying on the road despite the presence of monitoring equipment. More importantly, they could also pose a major threat if vehicles equipped with the jammers were to go on in airport areas near aircraft which rely on the global positioning system for navigation. GPS jammers, which can have a range of several hundred metres, can be bought in the United Kingdom for about 45 Australian dollars. While not illegal to purchase and own in the UK, it is against the law to use them. ARRL announces a campaign for its second century. As the ARRL draws closer to celebrating its centennial in 2014, its board of directors has launched an unprecedented $10 million fundraising initiative to build the ARRL endowment and strengthen the organisation's financial future. Led by the ARRL board and an eight-member Second Century campaign committee headed by David W. Brandenburg, K5RQ, the campaign has already raised more than $4 million towards this goal. Plans are to reach that goal by the end of ARRL's centennial year in 2014. Now, further international news from AR Newsline USA. The resurgence in ham radio may partly be due to a renaissance in home building coupled with a need on the part of radio amateurs to serve their community. So says ARRL Executive Vice President Dave Sumner, K1ZZ, in a recent article appearing in the Urgent Communications online newsletter. In his commentary, Sumner notes that when amateurs began experimenting with radio more than a century ago, they had no choice but to build everything they needed. Some went on to become successful entrepreneurs, selling their creations to fellow hobbyists who were more interested in operating radios than in constructing them. Others built their own receivers and transmitters either from economic necessity or for the fun and satisfaction of being able to say, I did it myself. This in turn led to the era of kit building, with such giants as Heathkit becoming household names in ham radio. K1ZZ notes that the advent of solid-state devices, printed circuit boards, and automatic parts insertion removed the price advantage that kits enjoyed. By the time the Heath Company closed its doors in 1992, most amateur radio equipment was being manufactured in Japan. But this has not stopped ham radio operators from continuing the art of home construction, and this in itself has led to a resurrection in the art of kit building. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA, this is the weekly National News Service, originating from VK1 WIA. Now a snippet from What's New in Electronics. Power transfer from wheels to power an electric car. 
Conventional battery-powered electric vehicles are not popular with drivers because of drawbacks that mostly stem from the need to store large batteries on board cars. So there are strong demands for alternative means of powering electric cars. In a novel approach, Takashi Ohira at Toyohashi University of Technology and colleagues are developing an innovative method for powering electric vehicles that drastically reduces the number of batteries. The approach exploits the steel belt usually embedded in rubber tyres. The steel belt collects power excited from a pair of electrodes buried beneath the road surface. And since the steel belt is electrically insulated by the rubber tread, the researchers used a displacement current at high frequency to penetrate from underground to the steel belt. The researchers constructed a 1 in 32 scale electric vehicle to prove their concept. The car moved successfully with power penetration efficiency exceeding 75% at, wait for it, 52 megahertz. This is the world's first demonstration of electric power transfer via the car wheel to the vehicle. So, will the frequency scale too? If they scale it up, it's 1.66 gigs. If they scale it down, it's 1.6 megahertz. Or, it just stays on 6 metres. For National Radio News, I'm Peter Ellis, VK1PE. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on Raleigh Stone Repeater 146-700 and also relayed on 80 metres on a 3 decimal 565 MHz Sunday evening at 7pm local time. I'm Steve, VK6DXA. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, Vintage Newsreel of Project Diana, Earth, Moon, Earth. A newsreel shows Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, where Army engineers sent radar to the moon January 10, 1946. Project Diana, named for the Roman goddess of the hunt, wild animals and the moon, was a project of the US Army Signal Corps to bounce radio signals off the moon and receive a reflected signal back. Today, called EME, this was the first attempt to touch another celestial body. From a laboratory at Camp Evans, part of Fort Monmouth in New Jersey, a large transmitter, receiver and antenna array were constructed for this purpose. The transmitter, a highly modified SCR-271 radar set from World War II, provided 3,000 watts at 111.5 MHz in one-quarter second pulses, and the antenna, a bedspring dipole array, provided 24 dB of gain. Reflected signals were received about two and a half seconds later. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio, the Day of the YLs. For only the third time in the world, the Day of the YLs will be held 18th and 19th of May 2013. This weekend is intended to gather on air all amateur radio women around the world and, of course, all OMs are invited to participate. A worldwide meeting that you cannot miss, so participate. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. Cube Bug 1 satellite has amateur radio digipeter. The Cube Bug 1 is the first technology demonstration mission for the new CubeSat platform design, mechanics hardware and software, intended to be released as open source and open hardware for its use in amateur projects, university projects and research labs. The project is sponsored by the Argentinian Ministry of Science, Technology and Productive Innovation. Payloads on this first mission include an ARM-based onboard computer, a nano-reaction wheel with its driver circuit, and a low-resolution camera, all based on COTS components. QBUG-1 is a 2U CubeSat 
and the team are planning to use half duplex communications on 437.445 MHz with 9.6K GMSK data. After the technology demonstration part of the mission is over, the satellite will enter a mode that will include services to the amateur radio community, including a digipeter, science data downloads from the payload, including images if possible. CubeBug-1 is expected to launch on a rocket from the Jiuquan Space Center on April 28th. Another satellite on the same launch, including NAE-01 Pegasus and the TurkSat 3USAT. IARU announces frequencies for Korean CubeSat OSSI. In ham radio space-related news, the IARU Amateur Radio Satellite Frequency Coordination Panel has announced the frequencies for the OSSI-1 CubeSat developed by Hojun Song DS-1SBO. The 2-metre downlink will be on 145.980 with an uplink and downlink on 437.525. OSSI-1 is currently planned to launch on April 30th into a 575km, 64.9-degree inclination orbit on a Suez 21B booster from the Baikonur launch facility in Kazakhstan. Other satellites to be launched on this mission include the Bion M1, SOMP, BSAT-2, BSAT-3 and Dove-2 satellites. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Putting up the word during last week's wild weather in southeast Queensland was Sequest. Sequest was formed in August 2009 with the aim of providing a community-focused volunteer emergency monitoring group to members of the public who use CB radio and also improving services to the CB Radio Emergency Network. A non-profit, charitable organisation consisting of volunteers who provide an emergency monitoring service to the public via the Citizen Band Radio Service and Marine Coastal Radio Network, they provide an emergency watch of CB Radio and Marine Emergency Channels for assistance and emergency calls. Worth a listen as today, Sequest continues to grow and support the growing communities not only across the southeast but Queensland as a whole. To contact Sequest, try Sequest, S E Q U E S T, at uhfcb.org.au and listen in on UHF channels 5, 35, and 40 on the 27 meg band, 9 on AM or lower sideband, and for VHF Marine, 16, 67, 21, and 81. Continuing on with Rescue Radio, Australian Carriage Driving Championship. Today, Sunday, 31st of March, Easter Sunday, the CRARC have the Australian Carriage Driving Championships, once again being held at Whitwood, home of Doug, VK2FDMW and Wife Dot. This event will have a cross-country component as well as a number of marathon obstacles, each of which utilises the expertise of a person or two undertaking the competitor tracking and safety communications utilising simplex frequencies on 2 metres and or 70 centimetres. Canberra two-day walk. Then the following weekend, Saturday the 6th and Sunday the 7th of April, sees the annual Canberra two-day walk. This year's Saturday walk is concentrated around Lake Burley Griffin with various paths combining to make the 10, 20, 30 and 40 kilometre walks. Nothing is very far from the lake. And Sunday's walk is again around the lake with a longer walk extending out to O'Connor's, Dixon and Ainsley. To Wyson News, Northern Rivers AGM, Sunday the 7th of April. All interested are invited to attend at the SARC Clubroom, members or not, from 2pm local. 
Members and former members are requested to renew and be involved in their community service. Compton Allen, President of Wyson, New South Wales, and John Harper hope to be at the meeting to present topics such as capital grants funding, new event reporting requirements, financial delegations, insurance coverage, and update on competency-based training systems. Finally, special interest groups Lowdown, Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania's April presentation is Low Frequency, Medium Frequency and Non-Directional Beacons. After 80 years, amateurs now have an LF and MF allocation again, and a guru in this area is Bob VK7ZL. He'll be giving a talk on his experimentation and experiences with these frequencies. Rick, VK7RO, and Bob will also be giving some recollections on Bob Milne, now silent key, low-frequency experimenter with callsign AX2TAR and his incredible equipment. This will be a great talk about our new bands and past experimentation. Remember, April 3 from 7.30pm. WIA National News, we've reached the end. On the social scene as we wrap it up, April 18 is worldwide, the IARU World Amateur Radio Day. May 3 to 5 in VK4, the Clearview Amateur Radio Weekend. May 11 in VK3, 4 and 6 are ham fests. In VK3 on May 11, it's Moorabbin District Radio Club ham fest. May 11 in VK4, it's Barkfest at Mount Gravatt Showgrounds, 9.30. And May 11 in VK6, it's Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. All wraps up in May, May 24-26 in VK6 with the WIA's AGM and conference being held in Perth. Till next we meet, have a great Easter and walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.